while your day is winding down, they're just getting started. This is South Coast Tonight with Chris McCarthy and Marcus Farrow. They've got you covered on all the news of the day, from local issues to politics on both sides of the aisle. This is the place where the movers and shakers come to be heard, to listen, and where they're held accountable. This is South Coast Tonight on WBSM. South Coast tonight. I'm Marcus Farrow. Um, just adjusting some of the volume here. One day I'll get good at this. But uh, joining me, joining me for the nine o'clock hour is Fairhaven Select Board Vice Chair Leon Corey. Hey, Leon. Hey, Marcus. How are you? Good. Thanks for joining me this evening. Did you go see watch Boomerang after the last time I was here? No, I didn't. I was just thinking about that. <laughs> I was just thinking about that, and uh, no, unfortunately, I did not. Um, I'll, I'll maybe I'll watch it after the uh, after the show tonight. Um, so, so Leon, uh, you're vice chair of the select board. You, uh, you know, there's been a lot of goings on in town. Um, tell us uh, about some things that you think are important. Um, well, first of all, I am a black man, so Black History Month is important. Of course. Um, you know, there are some things going on, um, and so I don't want to say too much, um, but I will talk about, uh, there was the MLK breakfast next last month that was pretty cool, and okay. finding out that, um, and I might mess up his name, but that Dr. Uh, Jabri Kazan um, is Bill local. Kazan, yeah. I had him on the show. Yeah. Like, you know, I didn't really know he was local. Mm-hmm. And so it's just super cool that you have somebody who, you know, transcends politics, transcends everything, and is a a pivotal member in, in history. A lot of the things that we have, you know, we owe to his willingness to just sit there and take a beating. Mm-hmm. Um, it, like, we have that person local is is really cool. So I'm excited for, for an event that might include him coming up. So Jabril Kazan, for people who don't know, is one of the Greensboro Four. He sat at a... Um, he sat at uh, one of the people that sat down at the lunch counter in what the early '60s, um, and started that that movement. Um, you know, the, he sat at the whites only con- uh, lunch counter with four other members. He was a college student at the time, I believe, and um, you know, here we are, and that's in large part due to uh, the work of Jabril Kazan. Yeah, I had him on my Saturday show when I had my Saturday shows. A very mm-hmm. interesting guy for sure. Uh, you were actually at the. Um, uh, you were actually at the, and we see your calls on the line. We'll take them in a minute at 508-996-0500. But you were actually at the um, Rasan Hall speech at the MLK uh, Day speech um, in uh, in New Bedford. I wasn't, I, I told him, I had him on on Friday. I told him I was going to make it. I wasn't able to go, unfortunately. But how was that speech? I, I know, the, you know, Mr. Hall's a pretty good speaker. Yeah, it was great. Um you know, I hadn't heard him speak uh, up until that point, so I thought he did. Like, he was great. Went in there with no expectations, and I was really impressed. Uh, he and I spoke after, and you know, might be able to to work together at some point. Cool. Um, but I think it was it was just you know his message around you know people working together, you know where we are, and he had a message, and I just really appreciated the fact that he was able to tie it in, you know, to um, the progress that we've made. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the work that you know Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. did 
um, and the fact that another person who is local, you yeah. know, um, yeah. educated locally, and he, he talked about that as well. So yeah. um, it was also just great to have that many people in the room, you know, together. Um, Fairhaven was represented. Um, you know, Jessica Fidalgo was on the committee uh, on the MLK Breakfast Committee, so okay. she was one of the people who put that together. Um, and then there were a few of us from Fairhaven who were in the crowd, and it was funny because none of us knew we were there oh. until we all ran into each other. Right. Um, and so, yeah, it was fun. That's it was cool. a great event. Uh, we got a call on the line. Let's take it. Yeah. Good evening. You're live. Hey, how you doing? Hey, what's up? So I got a question for the uh, vice, was it the vice chair? Yeah, uh, Selectman Corey. Selectman Corey, okay. I'm a Fairhaven resident. Um, I don't know how much you know about the the water and sewer bills here at Fairhaven. I don't know if you're, <laughs> if you're familiar with that department, but um, I'm curious to find out why we're paying almost double for our sewer and... You know the water. The water is almost, you know, uh, two times less than than the sewer. When we have our own sewer facility plant right here in Fairhaven, and um, I'm also curious if you know why we have windmills and why aren't we seeing anything in relation to the uh, electricity bills here in, in Fairhaven. I mean, those windmills have been up there for quite some time. I'm actually. I sit in the BPW, so water sewer is more my wheelhouse than Leon's. Uh, but um, but here's the thing with the I, I can't speak to exactly why you're seeing double the sewer. I, we are we have gotten a significant amount of public funding uh, funding from the state and funding in general. We, we took out a bonding for uh, upgrades to our uh, sewer treatment plant. There is uh, a um, uh, a collective effort by us in the the Mattapoisett River Valley because you know we get our water supply from the Mattapoisett River along with Mary and Rochester and Mattapoisett yeah. um, to uh, to upgrade our um, to upgrade our, our facilities. Um, so I can get a better answer for you on why the bills have gone higher. I do know that when I was you know when this vote came before us. We were talking about, you know, we upgraded the water meter system so that, you know, everybody got their water meters uh, uh, upgraded so that, you know, there'd be a lot more, uh, a lot better response time, um, a lot easier uh, for us to check to see if there is a leak somewhere and report it and be able to fix it, uh, you know, be able to offer to fix it for Fairhaven residents. Um, there was, uh, I know, a increase in the wa- uh, for water rates for the ratepayers that we had voted to, um, I believe in 2020, we had voted to uh, stave off uh, for a year, but I think um, some of that had to do with the water meter um, upgrades that we're making, which is going to save us money on, on the back end um, on that. In terms of the sewer bills, though, I can't speak to that. I can't give you a great answer, but I can, um, I can find out and give you a, a better answer uh, later. And, and, and just to chime in on that. Um, yeah, the windmills, they've been here actually since before I even lived in this town. So I had nothing to, to do with uh, them being here. The um, windmills supposedly save like $200,000 a year or something or generate like $200,000 a year in electricity, something like that. But frankly, when the for windmills... The town, like for, the, for the town or for the residents of the town? Uh, yeah, it's kind of... I'm not sure. I'll what be I, honest with you. What I will do is actually I'll take that... You know, to the board and have um, earlier in the year, we had actually 
um, looked into something similar relative to uh, cannabis in the town and looking to see, you know, some of the re- revenue benefits. So you can just take that and actually I'll bring that up in a meeting um, so yeah, that the next meeting we have, we can actually just put some of those numbers out there. All right. And are the meetings public? Can, yes. Can the residents come to these meetings? You can you can attend virtually or you can come in person. They are the first and third Monday every month. If there is a holiday on Monday, they're typically on Tuesday at 630 at Town Hall. Um, also right. on Facebook, Fairhaven TV, and Channel right. Eighteen. You got, you got one coming up, coming up in a while, about a week and a half. Yes, yeah, we had one this past Monday, so the next one will be in about a week and a half. Okay, yeah, and the the, the water meter fee too is fifty to fifty. It went up fifty to fifty dollars now. I think I, be, I believe it was with the old meters. I believe it was uh, either thirty or thirty five, if I if I'm not mistaken. But now that they, you put the new meters in, they bumped it up. Those, yeah, I, I'm at, those meters are definitely going to save us money on the front end. I know in my uh, my condo, um, I had uh, I had a I had some sort of leak or something going on where I didn't really like the Fairhaven the the town department wasn't able to pick on it for uh, up on it for like you know four or five days, and I ended up yeah. getting I ended up getting a pretty hefty bill um, that cycle. But now that those those meter readers are going to be those meters are going to be very efficient. They're going to be able to track when there's a leak, when uh, and they're going to be uh, you know the, the water department's going to get notice of it immediately and be able to respond on that. So that's it's definitely going to save money on the back end. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to attend that meeting uh, in uh, in about a week and a half, two weeks. I'm gonna have to go to it because I'm gonna bring a copy of my water bill too because I mean it's it's outrageous. I'm paying I'm paying almost. A grand each 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 cycle. I got a water bill. No, I will I say, it. I will say. Um, I mean, you're welcome to come to the meeting, but there's not much we'll be able to answer relative to your water bill. You would it's actually more, want to go to the public. That's works more meeting. for the public works meeting, and we have one on on uh, on Monday at at five at five o'clock. There's a public comment section that usually happens at the end of the meeting. So if you lo- uh, you know the, probably if you don't want to hang around the board of public works meeting all night, you can log into Zoom and probably towards the end of that meeting. There will be a public uh, open forum, public comment section. You can bring that concern. Um, you can bring that concern, and we'll be there with the superintendent, with the chair of the BPW, and be able to answer that question. And you got you got that meeting coming up. You say when on, Mo- on Monday? Monday at five fifteen. Five fifteen at, at the town hall. No, it's going to be at the board of public works. But you can also log in remotely if you go to Fairhaven TV. Uh, I mean, not Fairhaven TV. If you go to Fairhaven dot uh, Fairhaven, like the town of Fairhaven website, and you just yeah, yeah, or yeah, Google yeah. Fairhaven Public Works, you'll be able to find it. Okay. All right. Cool. I appreciate it. Thanks, guys. No Thanks, problem. man. Appreciate it. It's good public service radio. That's <laughs> fun. Called, called in for a question uh, for you, and it ended up being kind of for me. <laughs> exactly. Um, but all right. So Leon. Uh, 508-996-0500 is how you get the program. But, uh, Leon, um, you, you were, we were talking about some, uh, events that you had in town, uh, for, um, for Black History Month. You had the MLK, you had the MLK breakfast. You spoke with, um, uh, attorney Rasan Hall at the, uh, at the, um, at that MLK Day speech, uh, is there anything that uh, in particular you guys got going on? There's um, so the Belonging Committee, which um, I, I'm really proud of. They're doing a great job. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was kind of worried being you founded that committee exactly. Yeah. Um, so I was worried that you know, with me, that I guess the downside of me being on the select board is that it's no longer uh, my committee. Um, mm-hmm. Although it was never my committee, but my influence uh, isn't the same. And yeah. so I had to sit back and I wanted to actually let it develop on its own. And so uh, they've been doing a great job. 
recently actually lost the chair. Uh, Kylie moved uh, moved out of Fairhaven, so she's no no longer the chair. But I think Jessica Fidalgo will be running it. Mm-hmm. Um, and there is a an event coming up uh, right now. It is on the twenty third, and I think that's when uh, Doctor Kazan will be speaking. Uh, okay. and we have a proclamation for him, and I'll be introducing him and reading the proclamation. So cool. Yeah, that'll be exciting. I'm really excited for that. Yeah, that's really interesting, and it's cool that we have such a, um, you know, a very prominent local, um, uh, a local uh, civil rights leader here in the Greater New Bedford area um, uh, that's able to 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 bring those experiences to everybody here. That's really neat. So um, we got another call on the line, pretty popular, Leon. <laughs> Good evening, you're live. I have a question for the selectmen as well. Um, I don't know if this is in the wheelhouse, but is the town of Fairhaven planning on hiring a building commissioner anytime soon? Actually, so that I've had a I've had a permit request out. I think coming on six months, and they basically last time they told me they're not they're not issuing permits because they don't have a commissioner. Okay, so that does fall to me. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's been. A, first of all, apologize. Um, one thing I will say, kind of as a as a plug, you know, any kids, you know, since Marcus Farrell Radio is is hot amongst the kids, um, <laughs> you know, any kids get into municipal anything because there's a need. Uh, but the reality is, like, we've kind of gone back and forth. We've gone under agreement, and then it was just a, a big hiring period. So people kind of started getting more and more better and better offers. Um, and so right now, we are actually running pretty well. We have two um, that are sharing the duties. We're sharing duties with some other towns. And so we have a, a couple of interims who should be able to get to it. Um, so, you know, if so it's... will be issuing permits. So yes. It's, 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 sure. Yeah. Um, so right. what what I would do is I would follow up, um, you know, it sure. just in kind of the shuffle and the changing of people. Some people might forget, you know, it might be an oversight. So you know, personally, my belief is to always just follow up. And if sure. you want to reach out to me, you know, after um, shoot me an email or what have you, it's lcorey at fairhaven-ma.gov. Um, sure. And, you know, I'll help you as best I can or at least steer you in the right direction. Great. Thanks. Appreciate it. No problem. Yep. Have a good one. You also have a good night. Leon, you're you're gonna you're gonna have to come back more often. <laughs> I've actually, honestly, I've been when you know we're first getting this. Uh, you know, you've been on uh, before, but when we were first getting this program started, we were you know there were people saying, "Hey, can you talk about some Fairhaven stuff too?" And we really because we've got a really good Fairhaven audience, so we're gonna we're gonna have to continue uh, those conversations. So that's that's good to know. Um, I know that that's been something I've been hearing about as well. The the building commissioner, but you said you've got an interim for people who might may have a permit or want to put a permit, uh, want to apply for a permit. You have an interim um, person there, two interim people that should be able to fulfill those duties. Yeah. until you hire a more permanent one. Yeah, I mean, people have a lot of questions. Uh, people stop me in the store. People stop me in the street. I've been yeah. flagged down. Um, and you know, I, I just feel like people will apologize for the times they call me. I'm like, this is what I signed up for. So, yeah. I mean, it, it, it certainly has its moments. I did but this to myself. Yes, this is what I signed up for. So yeah. don't ever apologize for calling me or anything like that because I, I kind of came in with this expectation. So um, what are the, some of the other stuff? Uh, what are the, some of the other things that you're, uh, that you're working on over there? Um. So much, right? <laughs> well, no, it's just you know, I I get I get calls, and I've said before, I, I think local government is a little bit too. Um, the perception is that it's you know more 
I don't know, rigid, rigid than it is. And the reality is most of the stuff that you get is cat in a tree, you know, it's no neighbors true. are bothering me and what have you. And so kind of the hot topic right now is the, the bicycle kids. Um, you know, they kind of go away, come back, go away, come back. Yeah. You know, and, and it's. Oh, those kids are a problem. Yeah. And it's, it's the battle between, you're you know, talking kids being kids, as people call it, or, and it's like excessive. How dare you? You know, these kids are terrible. The worst thing happened. And it's, you know, how dare you no. bother my kid? There's like so much to it. So many elements. No, to no, it. listen, listen, Leon. I was driving down Route 6, uh, not that long ago. And in Fairhaven, in front of Fairhaven High School, and there were kids on a bicycle driving the wrong way on Route 6. I beep at them, and one kid, very, very smugly, looks at me and gives me the peace sign. Like this. (laughs) Looks at me and gives me the peace sign. So, if you have to order... Chief Myers to throw them in jail. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm kidding. I'm We're trying to find some way to empower <laughs> to do something because I I was told like Chief Myers that it was in his his personal vehicle one day and he said something to to the kid because the kid was like in the middle of the street over by Rogers School mm-hmm. and the kid told him to like go f himself. Really? To, the, to the chief, chief of police, yeah. <laughs> and he was more stunned than anything else. Yeah, but and, and there's a lot of that. So it's just it's we're laughing, but it's also you know to some people it's an, it's really bothersome mm-hmm. and really disrespectful. Yeah, and you know people don't you, you don't want to have to deal with. Well, that. it's dangerous. It's it's dangerous too. Yeah. Uh, it's just it's just it really is dangerous. Um, you know when you're riding your bike in, in certain places and. And you know, just sort of cutting people off, or just going head on, head on in traffic. It's it, it, it's it's a problem. You know, we're we're they're not they're not concerned for their safety, but we are yeah. as well as our own safety. You know, and not wanting to run over kids. So I just don't know. It's yeah. it's kind of a difficult thing to tackle. As much as nobody, and I mean nobody, like the it takes a village uh, mantra. Mm-hmm. Uh, the reality is that it does. It takes a lot of adults. To protect kids from themselves. So they have to throw the parents in jail. No. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> you know, but it's like, you know, kids think they're invincible. We were all kids once. We thought oh, yeah. we were invincible. And some of them are like, you can't do anything to me. Like, I'm a kid. You can't hit me. You can't whatever me. You can't discipline me. And so it's just it's just that balance. And so that's probably the number one phone call I get. Yeah. Um, and in the last meeting, we were also talking about some of the goals, and uh, one of them that came up was the the dog park. And oh, it was yeah. like that's another thing, and you know that a lot of people have talked about. And it's like we want a dog park, so it's a lot of little things like that where you're really, you know, your, your job is to just you know serve the people and try to you know make the town the best it can be, you know, in their image. People um, need to be asking me for a dog park, right? Is not something they're asking. <laughs> That's, That's true, actually. We're the park commissioners. I'm the I'm one of the park commissioners in town. Um, where 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 can there be a, where, where can there be a dog park? Oh, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of I Matt mean, Cumberfield. probably yeah. That's one spot I think behind Rogers School. Uh, potentially, you can just kind of take a little <laughs> corner. Bring up Rogers I mean, School. Yeah, but that, the park area is supposed to stay apart. And so could potentially use that some of the land. I would imagine at some point someday the Atlas Tech building will be usable in some capacity. And I bet you some of that land could be allocated as a dog park. Yeah. You know, you can't live on it, but it's certainly usable, you know, for certain things. Um, yeah. And so there's there's plenty of places that if 
if we got to the point where we could and we had the budget and, you know, the proper planning, sure, it can happen someday. But, you know, I, I think there's a list of, uh, of things that just kind of keep pushing it down at this point. Of course. Hey, listen, let's take a break. We're here with Selectman Leon Corey. Uh, this is South Coast Tonight. Station. Um, I'm Marcus Farrow. We're here with uh, Fave and Selectman Leon Corey, and we're here uh, for the hour. So we'll take your calls at 508-996-0500. That's how you can get in the program uh, this evening. Do you um, – uh, so, you know, sitting as chair – first of all, like I, I, we talked about this last time, or as vice chair. We, uh, we talked about this last time where you, you came into this – you came into to the scene in, in local politics – pretty out of nowhere right Mm -hmm. and just a a little recap because i think your campaign was really impressive so you know you ran a a good campaign you hit all the fundamentals where did you originally learn to campaign um so this is kind of one of those things when you you go back to your childhood um because uh as a first generation uh you know i have family members who weren't necessarily the most productive members of society, we'll say. Okay. Um, you know, I, I talked about my father spending a lot of time being incarcerated. Um, and although not necessarily the greatest, the thing I learned is the ability to hustle. You know, I had an uncle, my biological father, my stepfather who raised me, like, and I don't call him my stepfather. I'm just using these terms for the purposes of the radio for everybody to understand. So, Pop, please don't get upset. Um, but, you know, I learned how to hustle. And, you know, from all of the things that people kind of viewed like I have to do to get by, I learned how to hustle. So it's something that that and then the fact that I'm just comfortable being me to people um, is kind of how I got here. And so the thing I took the thing that I was good at, which is presenting myself to people and presenting my case. It's how I got into business school when I was applying to what is now Booth. Um, at University of Chicago's Graduate School of Business, like I used my ability to present myself and to sell myself um, as kind of the catalyst to just keep me going and presenting myself to everybody I could. I had a guy early in my career who told me, like, you are a field sales guy. You're not a behind the phones guy. Like you present yourself best in person. Once people get to know you, they just know that you're not lying to them. They're comfortable with you. They like you. And so, you know, do that and be that guy. Uh, and so I just took that and kind of used it as a, as, you know, my campaign strategy. It, yeah. it wasn't deep, you know, it wasn't anything you know, special. It was yeah. just as grassroots as grassroots gets. Yeah. It was a sales pitch and you were the product. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's basically what campaigning is. Uh, yeah. You did a lot of door to doors. Um, you hit like every door in every precinct, I think. And then you came really close in that, in that, um, in that first recall election. And then you ended up, you know, pulling further ahead in the, in the general election later that, uh, later, uh, in that, that, that spring election that, that came along. Um, you know, we talked about this last time, but I think it's worth bringing up. It's Black History Month. You're talking about some of the events that you guys have, uh, that you've attended, you know, what you've got going on with Dr. Jabril Kazan. Um, you being, uh, you know, where you are in local politics, you sit on the executive board, uh, of, uh, elected board in Fairhaven. You're the vice chair. Uh, what does that mean? What does that mean for you? Um, you know, during this time, uh, in Black History Month? And just in general, it's um, 
you know, you never. Dave Chappelle did a sketch on like being the first black anything must just be absolutely terrible, <laughs> um, and well, to some degree, it certainly has its its moments. But I will say it's a legacy. It's about my family. It's about my kids. Like my mm-hmm. kids will have something that they can hold on to forever. You know, they can go down Huddleston and see a, a crosswalk and a walk sign. Um, and like my my dad played a part in doing that, you know, in a, a name that didn't necessarily, you know, the, the difference is legacy. You know, I, I didn't, you know, it didn't really have one. Yeah. You know, you know I, I didn't come in with one. And so now I'm being part of building one for my children, for my family. Um, and, you know, my family across the board is is proud and, you know, really I downplay. I don't really think it's a, as big a deal as as they make it out to be. Yeah. Um, but, you know, it is cool to be part of history. It, it was cool the first time I saw it, I think, when uh, Chris Richards had put it in the um, in the archive online and, and I saw it and it was just like a wow. Yeah. Um, because I, it wasn't something I really thought about, and it's not something that's going to get you up every day. Like, oh, I'm going to be the first black anything. That's not yeah. going to get you, you know, going door to door in the rain. Um, yeah. That's not enough. But you know, legacy, making the town the best I, the best it can be for my kids, and you know, being someone that my kids will be able to walk around town in twenty, thirty years and be able to, and people say, you know, you know your dad was a good guy. Yeah. Um, you know, and he did he did the best he could for the town. Um, is really important to me. And so that's that's what keeps me going and that's what it all means to me. We're speaking with uh, Leon Corey, uh, he's a Fairhaven selectman. Yeah, I I mean, do you think it was a, I mean, I it was a legitimate thing that people were talking about unfortunately like can does is Fairhaven in 2021 or 2022 in a position where they're going to elect a black person or a person of color to the select board? I'm, it was unf- it was unfortunately a thing that was mentioned. Um, was that something that you had in the back of your mind when you were running this campaign? No, <clears throat> I mean some people mentioned it. It was actually a bigger deal outside of Fairhaven. Like when I would go and get my haircut in New Bedford, and somebody was like, "Oh, are you that? You're that guy?" Yeah. Um, you really think you're going to get elected in Fairhaven? And then I would hear <laughs> yeah. their stories, uh, you know, about what they went through driving through Fairhaven and what have you. But it was more people were more interested in it from that capacity um, mm-hmm. than as far as it like having any impact on my campaign. In fact, I think I had said at one point, you know, I didn't feel as though it wasn't something that I talked about in the campaign because no. it was it wasn't important to me. It wasn't why I was running. And I felt like I was the best candidate, period, not the best black candidate. So it wasn't something yeah. that I ever spoke about um but the reality was it's still there it was the elephant in the room everybody knew it was you know it was there but i, I still certainly wasn't going to run yeah with it as my no i mean platform. i mean vote for me i'm going to be the first black guy yeah i mean the campaign you ran was yeah it was it was really good it was like you said it was just going door to door and getting in front of people and that's what local campaigns are you got to ask people for their vote mm-hmm. right and that's what you did um and they all said yes so yeah. um we're uh we're speaking with leon Corey. i'll tell you what let's take a break now and we'll, we'll be right back 1420 wbsm where freedom of speech lives your voice heard right now on South Coast Tonight. Call 508-996-0500 or send an app chat message on the WBSM app. Now, back to Chris and Marcus. Leon, you're on the off-air podcast now. You're, 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 in, you're enshrined. 
Okay. We have an off-air podcast. It's kind of like the Nixon tapes. Um, and uh, if we ever release it, it's going to it's it's going to do really well. Okay. <laughs> but we're here with Selectman Leon Corey. You talked about this is interesting. You said um, you know you talked about being elected as a black man in Fairhaven. It was something that you know wasn't part of your campaign. In fact, you, you said you know if it was a part of your campaign, it would have actually been you know it would have been adverse to what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just feel like because I. Because I just felt like I was the, the, the best person for the job at the time, um, bringing race into the equation, I think, would, you know, people are afraid of it. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, let's be honest. And so, like, I am a black man. I see it every day in the mirror. Like, there's nothing I can do about it. But it's also not something that, you know, I need to leverage. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, things will, people will learn. And I want people to understand, you know, certain things. I want people to understand um, the experiences. And I want people to open their mind. But if I'm throwing it in your face, you're not going to digest it. And so if I can be, I've said before, if any platform, if you have any platform at all, no matter how big or small, um, you have an obligation to, you know, get whatever message it is out there that, that you believe um, and kind of be useful. Right. Um, and so, you know, that's that's a person I like to kind of see myself as a safe place to be able to have certain conversations. And well, so you, ta- you talked about we're speaking with Fave and Selectman Leon Corey. You talked about um, leaving. Uh, you talked about legacy, uh, building a legacy. What what exactly did you did you mean by that? Yeah. So um, I think it was in Game of Thrones and I, I think it was. Um, I think it was Tywin Lannister said, you know, legacy is the thing that like your kids that you you leave your kids when you're dead or something like that. And it's just the thing or the thing that, you know, people have like that you leave people when you're mm-hmm. dead. And it is it is kind of that thing. Like uh, the reality is black people haven't really. And I can't speak for all people. I can't speak for all people of color. I know me as a black man. like We haven't really had a legacy. Our legacy it was slavery for 400 years. And mm-hmm. so it's, you know, you, you had a little bit of a, the, other people had a little bit of a head start there and established that, like establishing that legacy. So now that we are catching up, like I want my kids to have these things. There were conversations that I wasn't able to be part of when I was in college because, you know, I went to a school like BC where, you know, kids came from money and what have you. And so their parents were able to talk about different things and show them different experiences. And their grandparents and great grandparents were in the yeah. professional world and what have you. And 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 I didn't have that. But my kids will and my great grand my grandkids and my great grandkids and whatever. And also providing other people with access to an example. You know, yeah. I didn't have. What, you know, growing up, look, Providence wasn't, you know, certainly wasn't like Compton or the South Bronx or what have you. But, you know, I didn't have any black teachers. The only black teachers I actually had were like a substitute here and there. Um, and so I, I didn't have that, you know, as far as there, there weren't a lot of black professionals. And so the people who had money when I was growing up, you know, you had people on TV, doctors, lawyers and what have you. And then you had, you know, the hustlers in the neighborhood. Um, and that was really all you had. So the example, you really had to kind of see beyond that, see beyond everything in front of you. And in an era where you didn't have the Internet, you didn't have access to as much as you do now. And to be able to see that and kind of like what drove me was you know, I was really close to my mother and I wanted to give her a better life. Like I used to say every day, like, I'm just going to take care of my mother. And so although she passed and I was able to. And I would still get to a certain point that was that took away a little bit of the motivation and the catalyst for me to even be productive. Right. Um, But just the desire, you know, having kids now 
gives gives some of that back gives you know that ability that desire to to leave something for somebody to be proud of going forward so that they can be part of those conversations and have a story and you know have a family um family a family story you know even um that's what kind of what legacy is to me we're gonna take a break we'll be right back we're here with selectman leon Corey here on south coast tonight the wbsm app is every we're here with leon Corey, who's uh, joined us for the hour leon um, what else is on your mind? Uh, we got about five minutes left. Oh man! Um, first thing, see. God. First thing, uh, since we were watching, you know, we were kind of just talking about um, uh, Tyree Nichols. Um, okay. And I, actually, you know what? I, I will say something because it's actually something that I've wanted to say for a while. And you know, besides okay. the fact that. Um, you know, we were just talking about how the, the officers there got. It, it, there's been swifter justice. Than, um, than in other cases for, for obvious reasons. The quickest but, round of least, indictments I've ever seen. Yeah. At least obvious to me. But I will say something um, in another area, and I might catch some heat for it, but whatever. But I will say I appreciate the Fairhaven Police Department. Yeah, me too. Um, they do an excellent job. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, their interaction has been... I actually had a conversation with the, with the chief before I was even anybody... Um, just talking about the need for more community involvement and kind yeah. of interacting with the people a little bit better. I felt the firefighters always did a better job of that. Uh, and they have gotten better. Uh, I think their interaction with the people is great or is at least much better than it was even a year ago. Uh, and maybe some of that was COVID, but who knows? I think they've just gotten more aware and they, you know, they've always seemed respectful when they interact with people. Yeah. Um, you don't really get the hotheads or. You know, the, the, as you'll call them, the, the punks who just wanted to do it because maybe they were stuffed in the locker when they were kids. Um, they, they're really professional. They're great to interact with. And so, yeah, uh, you know, I, when, you know, cause I chair the commission on disability in town, uh, we, we, uh, we had invited, uh, Kevin Cobbs uh, to, um, to our, one of mm-hmm. our meetings uh, about a year ago. And he had some great ideas that we were able to hit the ground running on. Um, you know, we were able to get some uh, seatbelts, these uh, autism seatbelt coverage. We got them actually from uh, Sheriff Hodgson's uh, office at that time. Um, but he'd, he'd started a, um, a, a site where people can register their um, loved one or someone can register themselves if they have certain disabilities that will show up on their database. Um, so that officers know how to respond to certain pro, uh, mm-hmm. certain certain issues. So, um, I, you know, I think they've been great to collaborate uh, to to collaborate with for sure. So, yeah, yeah I, I I agree with you. I think we we're, we're we're fortunate to have a, a good group here in terms of our law enforcement officers. And I know I, I know a lot of them um, are listening as as well. So we we appreciate the work you're doing. Yeah, we have a we have a good town. And we have a well-run town and people may bicker yeah. and have their issues and what it's have true. you. But the foundation of our town, you know, and it was before me, I can't take credit for it. And like really nobody on the select board or any of the boards right now can. But we have a well-run, a really good town with really good people. I mean, there are circumstances. and But when you look at the things that we actually are bothered by and are working on, they could be much worse. There are a lot of first world yeah. problems. And yeah. so, yeah, there's still problems and you still want to fix them. But, you know, when you look at them relative to the things that some other towns are going through that are even similar to us, um, we have a great town. And so mm-hmm. if we didn't, you know, I not only would I have not run, but I wouldn't live here. 
Yeah, right. Exactly. You know, and yeah. so you know, I got involved because I found Fairhaven to be a great town and I wanted to just keep it that way um, mm-hmm. and make some of the things that I thought could be better, better. It yeah. wasn't you know, early on. There was some people were saying I had an agenda and I hated this town and I wanted to make it a woke town. And I was like, I don't even know what that means. But <laughs> I still don't know what that means. Yeah, it yeah. was like, what is a woke town? But no, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love I, I really do. I like this town. I love this town. I love the people in this town. My experiences have been have been great. Um, and so I just wanted to kind of do my part in, in being, being in the town, you know, and doing something different. Leon, we appreciate your time this evening. If people want to get in touch with you, uh, where can they, where can they reach out to you? Uh, so you can email me at L Corey, L C O R R E Y at fairhaven dash ma.gov. Uh, you can stop in town hall. My cards are in there. I am also on Facebook and Instagram. Um, you can find me, Leon for Fairhaven, pretty much anywhere. Um, and so, um, yeah, I am accessible. I respond to everybody. You know, someone said they saw me at uh, at the mobile station and they didn't want to say anything because they thought I was busy. It's like, no, go ahead. Say hi. It happens all the time. Say hi to me, not my wife, because she does.